Today's episode of The Snowball is brought to you by the Fresno Force, building a premier floorball team while showcasing what highly skilled floorball looks like in the NAFL. Visit forcefloorball.com for all of our latest information. As well as Free Hit Floorball Clothing Company, Canada's first floorball-focused lifestyle apparel brand. For all your latest styles, visit us on Instagram at freehit underscore fbc. All right. Well, Matt, thank you for uh, joining us here on the snowball. How about we just get started with uh, you telling us a little bit about yourself, how you got into floorball, where you're playing now, all of that good stuff. All right. Well, Carl, thanks for having me on here. Super stoked. Been listening for every episode now, so really excited to be on here. Um, I'm a 32-year-old second grade teacher in Tampa, Florida. So, you know, Florida, obviously we have the Orlando Vikings floorball program. But before that even happened, I came across them. I actually started watching floorball on YouTube and all the way back to the 2016 floorball championships in Latvia. And like my first, you know, moment of thinking, wow, this sport is cool is like the final was Finland versus Sweden. And I saw Kim Nilsson smack a ball out of midair for a goal in the final. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like these are the skill set, <laughs> you know, it was just nuts on these guys. Um, and obviously like, you know, he had the same last name as me spelled a little differently, but uh, <laughs> uh, and he's just a huge Swede blonde hair. So I was like, all right, I connect with this guy a little bit, except for the being huge part. Um, <laughs> but so that was really cool. So I was like, all right, I wonder, you know, if this sport is in the U S so I started watching a little bit more and, Eventually, in 2017, there was the World Games, and that's when I kind of found that there was a U.S. men's national team. So I'm like, all right, well, let me watch, you know, this Kim Nilsson guy in Team Sweden play the U.S. I'm like, well, U.S. has to be good at this, obviously. Well, you know, Sweden won 20 to nothing that game, and I was, uh, I was like, well, all right, maybe it's not as, you know, a big thing as I thought it was going to be for the Americans. So I was like, all right, I got to, you know, see some more games here. So, you know, I reached out to a couple of different people from the United States and David Crawford, who has been on your podcast before. Um, and he gave me all these tips on sticks and stuff and was just kind of helping me out like back in 2017 about where I can order from, you know, floorball planet down in Texas, you know, they have a bunch of different stuff on their website So I was like, all right, you know, I should order a stick, maybe get a ball, just go to a local gym, shoot around a little bit. And I said, I still didn't know anything about, you know, if there was any kind of play in the United States near me in Florida, but I figured I'd just keep watching YouTube. Well, eventually 2018 us plays Canada in a qualifier. And I was like, okay, you know, like this is, it was a great game. I think it ended three to two, like super competitive, And I was like, all right, I want to get into this sport now. Like, you know, after, like I said, the Sweden versus USA game kind of took away a little bit of that confidence in like, oh, maybe I should try to go for this. And I was like, wow, these, you know, these guys are next level. Um, So watching, you know, a competitive game with Americans, Canadians here uh, really made me want to get into it. So um, obviously you're familiar with the IFF and, you know, the way they do things. And in 2018, they had a 26 minute, YouTube video drop on the world floorball championships 
from Prague. And it, yeah. it was so detailed, right? It had, I mean, Team Canada was in that one 2018, and they had that crazy game winner against Australia where Barber made that deflection in the, you know, to win that game, right? Um, that was Australia, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was against Australia. It was for 11th or t- I forget exactly what place we won by winning that game. But yeah, it was the, it was our last game of the tournament. It was our uh, placement game. That's the word. That's I'm right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and they show everything, right? So the highlights of the A division, the B division. So again, it was kind of just that like confidence booster I needed to be like, all right, you know, like obviously the A division is next level, you know, those countries I don't have to worry about, you know, cause they're just in a league of their own, but you know, like watching Canada and knowing that Canada and the U S were somewhat close to each other in the qualifiers, I kind of used Canada as that gauge to be like, okay, if they're, you know, pumping a team 10, nothing, well, all right, maybe the U S could do the same thing and, you know, playing Australia close. I'm like, all right. So the U S is probably could do pretty well at these tournaments to, you know, be competitive along the same line. So, um, you know, going into 2020, I was like, all right, I'm going to reach out to the Orlando floorball community. Daniel Williamson's here. Uh, His whole family's from Sweden. They all play floorball. I've seen the videos on Facebook. Reach out. February, talk to him. I get a new stick in. Um, We meet up somewhere in Orlando. Get the stick. He's like, all right, we're playing next week. Awesome. Boom. COVID hit. And everything was shut down. I was like, this is, you know, just terrible timing, obviously, because I was just about you know, feeling like I could play, feeling the confidence. Um, And it took all the way until October. So a year ago until I ever stepped foot, you know, on a field or court and played and I was hooked. I was like, wow, you know, Daniel, this is great. His kids, you know, he's got a 20 year old, a 16 year old, a 14 year old. um, They all play on their respective, you know, age groups for the U S teams. And it was great for me to see, you know, we have a really good group of, Swedes out in Orlando and you know they taught me everything I know about the game so between you know Daniel or David Crawford you know showing me the tips on sticks and stuff and then having Daniel Williamson showing me the ropes the rules I mean I was getting high stick calls you know touching the ball with my hand if it's coming at my face I'm like oh yeah I'm touching it with my hand so it was unique learning the rules to say the least yeah Um, and that's the one thing with floorball. I mean, you know, like it's it's such a different game than hockey from what I'm used to, but in ways that everything I loved about hockey, the speed, you know, the skill set, the stick handling, you know, eyes up, making plays, it's just amplified in floorball because it's so fast. So, you know, it, it's unreal. So just kind of getting, you know, <laughs> a little off track there. But my first ever tournament here in the States was in May. Um, in Fresno played there, had a blast. I was like, you know, I got to sign up for more tournaments. So playing <laughs> in that first tournament gave me, like I said, the confidence I needed to see this thing through. Um, also it gave me the opportunity for other people to see my skill set and, you know, get asked to play for their teams. Um, so in June in Utah, went out to Utah and played in a tournament, was lucky enough to finish the leading score. We won the championship. So again, people were, like, okay, you know, this guy's got some skills, you know, let's uh, have him at nationals and got asked to play on Menlo Park at nationals who are a heavy Euro based squad. A lot of Swedes. I was the 
team that didn't speak Swedish. So after games, they'd be talking strategy. And I was like, put my hand up in the air. I'm like, I know I, I'm blonde with blue eyes, but uh, I don't understand. I don't understand a word you're saying, guys. So, uh, you know, I'll care, boys. <laughs> yeah. so, again, lucky enough to finish in first place, win nationals. Um, and that was in August. So, you know, wrap that all up and got the invite to play for Team USA at the World Floorball Championships this December in Finland. Um, but, you know, just the way it worked out with my teaching career and whatnot, I'm not able to go over there. But, you know, long story short, it was a long time coming, watching the sport, just being so passionate about it to where I spent hours in a gym just shooting off a wall or you know shooting in the net i've seen those videos (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so i you know for the longest time i just had no clue what to compare myself to or the skill set involved and super thankful and you know if we get into it later but tyler brush from you know canada floorball the guy is just let me ask him a million questions he's been the nicest guy from day one uh, sending me YouTube videos on, you know, what to work on. Here's how you work on your sweeper shot. You know, before I even stepped foot in a tournament, you know, I had confidence because a guy at that level was helping me out, you know, and now I can joke with him that, you know, technically I could play against him here soon. And he's the <laughs> one who helped me get to this point. So yeah, really great. I was all about sticks in hands. So the fact that you had one in your hands is a good starting point for him. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's quite the uh, whirlwind of a story there, uh, Matt. Because uh, kind of crazy that you didn't really pick up a stick until last year. And like, I I think we were talking a bit earlier before this, but I don't think I clued in. Like, I'm pretty sure you're the first person I've spoken to who's new to the sport of floorball who's said, "Yeah, YouTube is how I found the sport," um, and like watching games on YouTube. So. Shout out to the IFF uh, for providing that out there because uh, it works. Um, yep. Matt, here is your proof. Uh, <laughs> so we'll check that one off the box there. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's cool. And then so you're playing with – it's the Vikings group that's in our, our Orlando there, right, is what you yes, said? Yes, sir. Yep, okay. yep. So the Orlando Vikings, they are a heavy youth group. So they're Vikings. They won the Youth Floorball Nationals this year, which right, is in I saw Utah. That. Yeah, so they have a really good, you know, youth group. And then luckily, you know, the dads are a lot of a, you know, like a big group of Swedes who got their kids in the floorball um, and that they just pass the game on. So when I go out there, I get to play with, you know, a lot of guys who know everything about the sport, kind of taught me all the rules. Like I said, I mean, I was getting the play was getting stopped left and right the first few times I went out there and I'm like, guys, I can't be this bad at, you know, following rules. I'm a teacher. You know, and they're like, Man, yeah, you're, you're breaking rules. And they, they were joking with me. They're like, the first time you play a tournament, you're going to be uh, sitting down a lot. Now, you know, luckily in three tournaments, I've only gotten one penalty, but there you um, go. Yeah. So <laughs> luckily it's uh, the group of guys has really helped out and everybody I've met in floorball. That's the best part about it is, you know, I go to tournaments and the referees are Swedish. One of my favorite referees in the U.S. is Peter, and he's from Sweden, and he played on Menlo Park. And, you know, he lets me ask him every question, bother him nonstop, and will break it down for me. Vince Fazzo, same thing. They just they take the time to help new people because they want to grow the sport, and that's what I love the most about it. 
Yeah, it's uh, I uh, in talking to both Jesse and Dave uh, on previous episodes, like I think part of what makes floorball so cool over here in North America, like obviously this culture exists over there in Sweden and the rest of Europe as well, but like kind of the camaraderie and the welcomeness and the openness of the sport. Like you want to play, let's go here. Well, here's all the information you need. Oh, you have a million questions. Well, I've got a million answers kind of attitude. Like it's just the community is so welcoming and it's like, I don't like I, when I think of other sports, I sometimes like, it's not that they don't have that, but I think floorball kind of takes the cake when it comes to, welcoming new players to the sport so that's uh again I, I agree with you i think that's probably one of my favorite parts about it too is, is the is that willingness to help um yeah, and not looking sure. at other players as like competition so to speak yeah and that's kind of like you know you think of any other sport right and you walk in as a new guy and if someone is put off by you know like standoffish or whatever you're like well all right i'm not gonna play especially a new sport you know like yeah so i was big into pickleball and that was the newer sport you know in the last five years and it blew up in the states here obviously it's like the fastest growing sport um and pickleball is the same thing you know but you get a couple people if they think you know they they know everything and they don't want to help you well then right away you're put off by it and you're like i don't like that but if you get somebody who is willing to help you and teach you the game well now you have a fan for life because they're like well the first person yeah. that taught me and then you just breed that passing it on you know and they just want to help the next person so but like i said with floorball i've found it where every person you meet wants you to stay in because they know how important it is to grow the game internally and like you know we don't want to see it just fade away and the only way to do that is to grow you got to take every person and just keep them yeah exactly it's about retention which uh brings me to uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of change up one of the questions i gave you here that uh i sent you ahead of time i'm gonna tweak it just a bit so um in the last couple episodes as as you've mentioned you've been listening so you you've probably heard this one we've been talking a lot about um fans um, so like not just bringing new players into the sport, but new fans. So as someone who started as a fan, do you think that there's anything that like either the IFF or, you know, the local organizers of tournaments and the like could be doing to bring more attention to the sport, to attract new viewers and, uh, to kind of flush that out. The conversation I had most recently with someone was about the fact that like, I think we kind of need like floorball especially if you look at what the iff has been posting recently on social media about thanking their supporters for showing up at the u19s and like the czech republicans and the, and the like um with the drums and like the, the you know y- you've watched youtube so you'll get this reference the hop swiss for two hours yep, yep. <laughs> right like that so we there's a lot of diehard fans out there and you're, they're dedicated and they follow their team and, and they, and you know, and they don't just watch the national team. They probably have a, a club team that they're fans of. And then, um, you know, we kind of get a lot of fans who are like, oh, floorball's cool. And they'd watch it if they came across it. But um, I think we kind of need to fill the gap. So, like, what are your, like, as someone who got, like, you obviously, you've, you're a fan, but now you're a player. But, like, as someone who started as a fan of the sport, do you think that there's more that we could be doing or is there something different that we need to do? Or like, what are your thoughts on that? So for just in like the States, you know, maybe let's just say North America, we'll group us together. Cause I feel like Euro euros are like a completely different animal. They got it, you know, down. Yeah. So, you know, just from speaking North America, 
I, and I, I mean, you might ask this question later, but, and I've heard it on other, the whole, what do you compare to, what do you see it growing into in the future? Yeah. You know, mentioned like rugby, you know, Aussie rules football over there. I think of it as if we could make the environment like the soccer games here, like the MLS, you know, like, or even like in Tampa, we have the rowdies. Um, and it's, it's the park is right on the water. It's an, obviously it's an outdoor arena and I've never been, right. I'm not the biggest soccer fan in the world. I won't lie, but my wife and I went recently and it's nonstop singing drums. And I'm like, I don't even, you know, love soccer. And there's normally not many goals being scored. So like the excitement has to come from somewhere else, essentially, if you're yeah. not a, if you're not a huge fan, right? So, like, if you are a huge fan, you enjoy watching the game. But for someone like me, it has to be the the experience inside the stadium, and that's what it was. I was like, wow, you know, like the the songs they were singing, they were vibing, you know, having a great time. The drums, you can't sit there and have a bad time if the stadium atmosphere is just like electric. You know, they have a great time, even if it's not crowded. The noise makes you feel like you're in a an environment where something great is happening, you know, is what I'm trying to say. So I think, especially in the, you know, like I said, America, um, we want to grow the game, right? We want to have this pro league next year. Well, like think of it from that concept, you know, you have four major cities that are going to be a part of it. Each of those cities needs to have like just that one weekend, make it a festival, have it fun. Like let's get fans in there. And I love what the IFF does with those, this is floorball videos. I'm no, I know I love floorball, so I'm a little biased to it. And those videos get me pumped. Um, <laughs> but I mean, they had one a few years ago after the Latvia one where they had like a guy dressed in the Viking costume and the fire in the background because those fans just showed up and you know showed out. And they made a sick video as far as getting younger people to see it. And I'm a huge believer in you know social media right now. Just is the way to grow it and they can do it by making these videos and, you know, getting kids involved, especially because it's so easy to step out on a floorball court with a stick. And if you have any kind of hockey background, you can be pretty good at floorball, you know, right away in some sense, you know, like, yeah. you no, know, you're not going to go over to Sweden and be great right away. But in the North Americas, you are going to be good at floorball if you have a hockey background. And that to me is, all we need to do then is get hockey players, you know, and like we talked before, uh, Barber has been doing it. You know, anytime he posts about it, people are like, oh, let me try this. So you get kids with a floorball stick in hand and all of a sudden they're like, well, I can be. It's about having confidence. You know, like if a kid just yeah. needs confidence to want to do something. If they don't think they're good at it, well, they're like, eh, I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. But if you step off an ice hockey rink and in the summers you go to play floorball, you're going to be good at it because you have that hand eye. You know, it works on your hands. I am a firm believer in the Euros that are great hockey players. I've listened to a podcast with Gabriel Landeskog, and he yep. was like, I grew up playing floorball. And it's like, well, you're one of the best players in the NHL, you know, and you grew up playing floorball. You didn't grow up playing deck hockey. You didn't grow up, you know, like doing something else. You played floorball because – that gets your hands just so much better than anything I've tried. Yeah, it's definitely like it's kind of hard to see sometimes with in, in four ball because there there's so much ball movement. But occasionally you see like all you have to do is check out um, Jesse's channel, um, the hyenas, the documentary, his documentary page. If you just look at some of the highlights he posts of like in the Ukraine or 
you know, some of those other Central Eastern European countries, Latvia, uh, you've mentioned, like some of the hands like that, that appear out of nowhere, all of a sudden they're like, and they're in a crowd of people and the ball's on a string. And yep. it's just like, whoop, and they're through. And it's like, usually leads to, a, almost always leads to a goal. But they, uh, it, it definitely, it teaches you more about control, but it also, like you've mentioned earlier, gets your head up, um, which is always a good thing, especially for someone who's playing hockey. Um, it definitely, like those skills translate um, for sure. And I think uh, I mentioned earlier that I had, uh, the next interview that's going to air just before yours is um, with Maddie, a similar name to yours, um, out of the UK. And that's what uh, he was kind of saying, something similar in the sense that like um, new people like that hand-eye and like the the coordination, it's like that's what gets people going with it because it gives you that like, once you pick up a stick, you're never putting it down essentially um, is what he was saying. So like, I definitely, I think, I think those are some good points. And I think like part of it too is, is like the, I think we need, I think exposing fans to live events, like what you mentioned with the, what the NFL is going to be doing next year um, and making those, like, I think, I think that will help is having live floorball and kind of in a professional or semi-professional setting like that um, atmosphere that comes rather than just, you know, like a friend of yours coming to watch you play in Utah at nationals or whatever. Right. Like, I think it's going to be, you're not like, you're going to pull people in off the street, which is kind of what we're looking for. I think is, I think you need to capture that. Like I said, that middle group, you need to create fans who like come back to the sport and want to watch, but also they're the type of fans who are willing to basically the example I've been using is you want to have someone who picks up, who turns on the game late for whatever reason, right? Like, you know, you're on your break at school or lunch break and you get a chance to check in. USA is playing team Sweden at the world games next year and you can uh, pull it up on YouTube and you've missed the first period and it's only three, nothing for Sweden. Like that makes you want to keep watching versus like, if you do that, you open up your laptop and it's, 15 nothing and it's the first period like you're probably going to close that laptop back down because it's like what's the point right so i think i think we need to get those fans who are like oh i haven't seen the whole game but that's okay i'm still going to turn it on like you've brought up hockey like hockey's our bread and butter here in canada and it's like there are plenty of fans who's like they'll turn on a tv because they forgot the game started at seven they thought it started at 7 30 and they've missed the first 15 minutes and it's 2-1 like, yeah, I'll sit down and it's not like they're going to turn away from that. They want to see how the game finishes. So yeah. I think kind of that's, that's – I think that's what we need is is those type of fans. Um, and that will obviously come with time. But uh, I guess kind of rolling off of that in terms of, like, bringing in new fans, I'll ask you, what do you think are the biggest obstacles to the growth of floorball, um, both locally, um, because I want to hear uh, about – the situation in Florida and then what do you think the roadblocks are to the game growing more internationally? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've been very into trying to play as much floorball as possible, especially like, so in two weeks I'm flying out to California for the golden gate cup. So I, until right, that's in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but until yesterday, I hadn't picked up. Well, I've, I've, you know, I shoot around in the gym, but I haven't played floorball with another person since August. So two months went by. 
before I stepped foot on a court with another person to pass to a moving target. Like, it's great. I can go into a gym and shoot on a net and, you know, practice off a floorball passer back and forth, but nothing mimics, you know, real game experience. So, and what I always find is when I reach out to Daniel, I say, hey, can we get a game in this weekend? You know, like whatever. And he's like, well, there's a lot of ice hockey going on. And since half of our players are kids that play ice hockey and their parents, well, there goes half the group because they're all at one hockey event, you know, for that weekend. Yeah. So it's the fine line between like what I kind of thought here is, is, you know, deck hockey was like the fun thing you used to do when you were a kid, especially myself. Like, you know, you used to go play in the same parking lot league on the weekends. Um, and that was in the summertime. And it floorball is that fine line where I think of it as way more, of a specific training for ice hockey, but also its own sport. Like, whereas deck hockey, I thought of just more fun, like something to do. And yeah. ice hockey being that, like, these kids that play floorball in Florida are all ice hockey players that just choose to play floorball on weekends. And they've gotten to the point, like, you know, like there's a, a kid here, Ryan, who he won the nationals for the young, the youth kids was one of the best players on the team. And I was asking his dad yesterday, Hey, you're going to be in golden gate. And he's like, no, we have ice hockey in Nashville, but Ryan's begging me to go to golden gate. So he's like, now he's torn, you know, like do it. Does he play ice hockey or does he go play that? But the kid, you know, at least wants to play floorball, which is what you want. You want yeah. that, at least that decision. You don't want it to just be, Oh, floorball is just the fun thing I do in the summer. So that's kind of where I'm at with, with, you know, in between and how to grow it is you almost need to make it so that floorball has its own entity and, you know, these leagues. And, you know, I know they try to do the leagues in Texas and they're in Utah and, you know, there's little pockets in the States that have these youth leagues, but even just more of those youth tournaments where they can show up like at nationals, they did a three on three tournament and they had a bunch of, you know, youth teams and in Utah, they had a whole youth tournament and it was great, you know, eight youth teams. So, but the kids need more of that competitive outlet because ice hockey, they get to go out there, they're playing games, you know, floorball, it's a lot of, let's go out, let's have some fun. So I think if we could find that balance of, also making floorball a competitive outlet where we know yeah. you know hockey has it that'd be great because you know parents are they like that ice hockey is they have the set schedule and the it's the league and you know you go here and you're there and you're building towards something whereas floorball you just have you know oh, one rec week let's play this and then in two months we'll have another rec game um, yeah so if there's more something finite where the kids had more you know and there's more on the line, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and I know they love it. That's the thing. Like the kids love it. So they want to play more of it, but the only way to play more of it is it to get a structured league where even if you just do every other week, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be every week because I know there's a lot going on. Um, but especially in the summer, like, you know, I listened to the Walsh brothers and they were like, let's not, you know, why is it, are we not doing just floorball in the summer? Because I know off ice training is huge for ice yeah. hockey. Well, put a stick in their hands and put them on a rink and say, go play an hour of floorball. I played yesterday. My calories were more than I've burned in the last two months. And I did it in <laughs> an hour and a half, you know? So it's, you're, you're not, there is no gliding. There's no, you know, floating around the rink because you have to move your feet. It's a workout every time. Um, I, I love it. So I, and I know every kid that has played their hands, their stick skills, like they're just so good with everything involved with the sport 
I mean, I told one yesterday, you know, he's doing so much stick handling as he's trying to run, you lose the ball. I'm like, I know you can stick handle better than most people out here, but just run with the ball. Just, you know, push it in front of you kind of thing because they see what floor ball is and they know their hands can be so good. They're stick handling, moving the ball back and forth. But I'm like, it's also helps where like in ice hockey, it's just a speed game, right? You're just, you know, yeah. flying down the wing. Well, that translates to floor ball. You know, you don't see most professional floor ballers stick handling back and forth that they're running. They're just pushing the ball flying at high speeds. So, you know, the, the cool side of social media showing the, you know, the trick shots and stuff, that's one thing, but the game side, even like what the hyenas documentary posts, that stuff is all real footage. You know, it's in games. They're moving so fast. You don't see a lot of, you know, do you see some toe drags, but it's at full speed. So, that's what I think the kids will like to do, um, especially when they're playing yeah, these games. Like it's it's definitely the the fact that you can't glide. Yeah, so uh, I, I think the kids just they can translate the skills to ice hockey, and I think they just need more parents to see that and then realize like this needs to be the off season training. And to me, that's the way it grows. That's the uh, the obstacle that we have right now. You know, as ice hockey takes up so much time that floorball needs to be more of instead of just like, oh, this is the fun thing I do every once in a while. It could be, you know, the real training aspect if they do play ice hockey. And if they don't, then this is just a great sport to play on its own. Yeah. Well, I think uh, kind of like you, met, you brought up the Walsh brothers. I think we need to have like, like I, I agree with them that the summer needs to be the focus. I know it's hard. It's, it's a, uh, it's, it's a hard pitch here in Canada, at least, because a lot of people consider like the summer their time off from their sports. But like, it's also like, like I was saying to the Walsh brothers, like the hockey is no longer like, like when I was, you and I are the same age. So when we were growing up, I don't know what it's like in the States and where you were, but like, there was no ice hockey played in the summer. There might be like pickups, like you might go for a skate just because you miss it. But like, you were literally like, it's 15 guys. And you just, you're going for a skate and that's it. And then like you do it on a Friday night or like a Tuesday afternoon in the middle of the week. Cause you know, you know, you don't have school or work kind of thing, but like nowadays ice hockey, like they don't play leagues, but they do three on three or four on four or like you're on the ice four times a week with skills coaches. And it's like hockey does not stop. Mm -hmm. So like, is you know like you no longer have to run floorball at the same uh, during that same time frame as hockey like do it in the summer and you might win some people over from the sense that like you know they want their kids to have a break from hockey yep right. like it's it's one of those things where it's like maybe it's, it's similar and yet it's different and then you might find some kids who are like I'm better at this than yeah, I am exactly like that's, I think that's the other part of that equation that you were mentioning there is is like not only will kids find it or like they might play both sports, but like, and what you were mentioning earlier about how, like, you know, you went from five months of playing to like being invited to play on the national team. Like kids might realize that four balls, a better Avenue for them to succeed as an athlete. Right. And it's just like, you kind of, I think we need to partially, they need to experience that competitiveness and realize that they're better. Maybe they're better at, they think they're like, they personally think that they're better than at four ball than they are at whatever other sport. But then you also, we need to provide them with the Avenue to take that sport and run with it. Cause that's the thing is they might, they might be like, well, I could be a first line center for team USA, 
floor ball, but like, how do I do that? And how do I, I do that without having to focus on seven other things? Cause floor ball is so small versus like, I can be a third line center at the university of Notre Dame and, yeah. you know, succeed that way. Right. right. So I think, yeah. I think the problem is, is that what we're, ex- and to quote Dave Crawford, we're experiencing this whole, like, Sweden envy, I guess, is the best way to put it. Whereas, like, we want to be where Sweden is, but we got to get there. And that's, like, at least 20, 30 years down the road. Yeah. And here's, <laughs> like, my thing. If I could go back, right, and I was a kid, this is kind of my pitch to, like, those listening that want to do it. If I was a kid and I played ice hockey, right, I wasn't going to the NHL. Well, all right, cool. I'm not going to the NHL. I could play a sport called floorball, which has the same skills involved. Hands, speed, quickness, shooting, passing, camaraderie with a team, you know, which is a huge thing, obviously. And yeah. I could be one of the best players in the country at that sport, get to travel overseas, see things that I you know, would have never seen. You know, like I got invited to Finland this year to play for Team USA. Turning it down was the hardest thing I've done because I was like, wow, when will I ever get this opportunity again? It's like, well, hopefully next year I get it again. But if I don't, I turn down a chance to go see Europe, which I've never done as an adult, you know. Yeah. As a kid, they got, you know, U19 team travels overseas. Like, you could do something and that no other 19 year olds do playing a sport that is very similar to what you play on your weekends. You know, like you said, you might be a third line center for that team, or you could be a third line center for team USA floorball, which, you know, to me, again, the selling point there is there's just more room for growth. You could travel eventually team USA, you know, move up the ranks, play for the men's national team, go overseas. Uh, this year's in Finland. Next year's in Switzerland. You know, like a few years ago was in Prague, Czech Republic. If you made it your goal, which, like I said, I made it my goal a few years ago, had no clue how it was going to turn out, put in the work and ask the right people for advice along the way, and then I get asked to play. Now, again, the World Games next summer I think is huge for America, you know, to kind of showcase an event here. And anyone that's been asking me, they're like, well, what's the world games? I'm like, well, think of it as like a mini Olympics, all these other countries coming overseas. They're coming here. We're going to play floorball against these other countries in, you know, Birmingham, grow the sport. You know, Birmingham had no floorball. And then we played nationals there this year. And now they have a floorball team. They play every week. Uh, I have guys reaching out from there. I had a, a dad reach out to me and said, you talked to my kids at the tournament, made their day. They rooted for you the whole time, and now they want to play floorball. And I'm like, it's that simple to literally yeah. just be nice to people, help <laughs> them get involved, and then they want to play. And I'm like, Birmingham, Alabama, of all places in the U.S., is going to host this you know, big event. How cool is that? So Sweden's going to be here next year. I could be – you know, like I said, five years ago, sitting on the couch watching Sweden and watching Kim Nielsen score this cool goal. And next year you're telling me I could play against him in Alabama because I put in some work and went after it. Well, that's the reality of an American or even, you know, a Canadian kid yeah. who plays floorball. And you don't have that opportunity for growth in any other sport 
in the States, you know, or up in Canada where you can one year be, you know, just pick up the stick and get your skills going, step on the floor, already have a skill set, and then make moves towards the national team. It's just, it's unreal. It's so cool. Yeah, it's definitely, um, that's actually a good sales pitch. We'll, uh, we'll send that over to Football Canada. There. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty passionate. I'm a passionate guy. Well, that's what we need. I, well, that's, that's the thing here is, is like, I don't, you've been listening, so you've probably heard it in the people we've been talking to, but I think we're all pretty passionate about the sport. And I think uh, that's part of what makes this, uh, this a little project we're working on here at the snowball is so exciting and fun to be a part of is, is that like everyone we talk to has that passion. So I think it's, uh, I think it's a good thing to have. I think, I think we're in the, uh, we're doing the right stuff. And, and also like, but yeah, that's a, a, a that's a really good sales pitch. So we're uh, hopefully t- uh, a four ball USA uh, pumps that for us. Yeah, as yeah well. right. Yeah. Um, so moving on, I guess here we'll go to uh, some more of the fun stuff. Um, I'm gonna guess that the thing that you are most excited for in the future of the sport is the World Games next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, I mean, obviously getting invited, and you know, we talked before. USA floorball has a lot of European Americans on the men's national side. And it's just because the people who started floorball in the States, you know, came from overseas when they moved here, they were like, let's have these, you know, groups. And there's a lot of pockets, right? So like Menlo park out in California, who's my, you know, the team I play for in tournaments, they have a whole group of Swedes out there. So they grew the game over there. And then here in Orlando, I have a group of Swedes that I play with. So that's kind of where the, the growth of the game happened. So it makes sense that there's a lot of European Americans representing team USA right now. And I, you know, being from America, I would love to be one of the guys who gets to play on team USA, represent the country, uh, live here, play in the qualifier against Canada, play in the world games next year, you know, get some local support because, you know, I have everybody that I know lives here and that's not that far from Alabama. Um, so to me, the most exciting thing is to get people to they reach out and they ask on Instagram, you know, oh, I want to play. How do I play? Where can I play? And I'm like, well, yeah. you know, that's what we need to focus on is they're seeing people locally playing. Not, you know, like, again, if I saw somebody from another country playing it, well, it's like, all right, that looks really cool. But how do I do it here? So we need people to see Americans playing in their states. You know, like, oh, I'm here in Florida. Oh, there's this was in Birmingham. And now all of a sudden there's a team in Birmingham playing every week. That's how it's going to grow. Go to these different pockets and play these tournaments. We play in San Jose in two weeks. Okay, well, let's have a tournament there. Maybe we'll get some kids involved, share some knowledge, give them some sticks. Here you go. Now you have a new group of kids that want to play floorball. Let's go somewhere else next year and play a tournament there. And let's just, you know, almost like if you're familiar with um, the premier lacrosse league here, that happens, they go to different cities each weekend and just have a tournament, right? Like what other way to grow the game than to have all the best players play in those tournaments. And I think that's kind of like what the NAFL is going to do. And that's, it's super exciting thinking next summer is go time, right? NAFL for five weeks. And that like, the world games in the middle of it, like an Olympic break almost. And just thinking of it as every weekend in the summer, kids are going to have the opportunity to come out and see it and, you know, meet these players. And again, like I said, I haven't met somebody who 
isn't willing to help. Now I'm a teacher. So obviously it's like my passion to help kids and, you know, want to grow the game with those young kids. And, you know, especially like second grade, seven and eight year olds are my thing. So yesterday, Daniel Williamson gifted me a bunch of sticks for kids so I can bring them to school this week. So, you know, trying to follow in David Crawford's footsteps and, you know, Dan (laughs) Toretta down in Texas, those guys just growing the sport with the kids. So lots of exciting things coming next summer. I can't wait. Yeah, that's uh, I think it's going to be a good time. I'm hoping that I might be able to make it down. We'll have to see how the situation is and everything and all of that. And because I'm also considering trying to go to New Zealand uh, for the women's U19s in May. So we'll have to see where where everything falls. But hopefully, uh, you know, sales pitch, right? What kid 19 years old gets to go to New Zealand? yeah for a sport you know like all you have to do is pick up a floorball stick go to your gym you know practice around get involved with the right people like if you told me i could go to new zealand and be like all right done deal what do i have to do so yeah sign me up where do i it's so cool yeah floorball is just great in that you get to be in the ground roots of it and i'm already like regretting that i didn't actually get involved five years ago like it was great picking up a stick cool you know i have the skills now but if i would have just reached out five years ago who knows where i you know where i could have visited or Mm -hmm. where i could have gotten the kids group in tampa in five years like now i'm starting now which is great but i'm already you know five years after i should have started so if you're listening and you want to start just do it yeah no absolutely um so if we haven't already gone over it matt Yep. Tell us about a favorite floorball memory of yours. Because <laughs> sure there's been a few. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So, um, honestly, for me, probably at Nationals this year, I don't think I've brought this one up, but um, there's a guy, Chris Medina, and he is yep. part of the Fresno Force floorball in the NAFL. He's a guy that I am all in on thinking he's going to help grow the game. His social media, what he can do, the videos, he put together this unreal video of an interview I had with him for USA floorball and just kind of trying to grow the game. And, you know, he, he makes everything look great. So he caught actually in the championship, we were playing um, the Chicago dogs and we were down one, nothing. And this is what is so cool about floorball, right? I go to my line mates coming off and I see the defenseman going to pass the, the ball to him. And I'm like, Oh no, he doesn't realize that he's coming for a change. So, their defenseman starts pinching in and my linemate, like I said, he's looking at me. Our defenseman is about to pass in the ball. So he sends the ball up the boards as my linemate steps over. I step on the court as soon oh, as I hit I the court. Goal. Yeah, I grabbed it right before. And I mean, the defender on the other team is this big Romanian dude. Sc- tattoos on his neck. Scares me to death. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Nicest guy off the court though, as you would guess with floorball, right? So yeah. I grab it walk right around him, full speed coming down the wing, shoot far side, score, stick in the air, like, and Chris caught it on camera. Adam Troy, who is the photographer for Team USA, does the general manager for USA Floorball, caught a picture of me celebrating with my stick up, and then, you know, we tied it one-to-one, scored you know, a few minutes later to win the game two-to-one, and it was just, you know, the coolest thing to have captured the moment, um, and you know, the best part about nationals was every game we played was either a tie or a one goal win besides 
two of the games. So, you know, we were in close games. Like, all you want is competitiveness. So, Nationals, to me, you know, being in that environment with all the other best American players, you know, European Americans, because it's such a big group here, and seeing where I, you know, held up and then our team win, it was – yeah, probably my favorite moment. Just then to have the video come out of the interview, you know, which also led to you reaching out to me. So it, it was kind of <laughs> one of those, I want to say snowball, but, you know, things snowballed yep. the right way. And now I'm lucky enough to be here because, you know, the interview. But again, Chris Medina does some great things. He does, so. he does some great work. He did a video for us for Tristan and Taylor Walsh's episode, and it's phenomenal. And I was like, yeah, blown away. It's uh no, Chris. Chris does. Chris does good work. So uh, shout out to Chris for that. Yeah, and I'm convinced okay. it's, no, it's no, guys no, like no, that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm convinced it's guys like that that help grow the sport. Because you know, if, if I was new and I like, I showed my second graders that YouTube video, and they were like, "Mr. Nielsen, you're famous. We want to play." You know, like they just they had a blast with it. But it, it was because the video was so cool. You know, like if it was just me standing there talking for three minutes with, you know, the camera on my face, no, but he edits it and he makes it look professional. And that's exactly what the sport needs. Yeah. More we need like, yeah. Like if you watch, uh, you mentioned Adam Troy, uh, we're trying to get him on. We just have to, the time difference is complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but his, his work with Stravetta, um, like pictures and video and like all of his stuff, like, that's it's been huge for them like it it makes a huge huge difference what they can do because of him working with them so i think uh like you're you're not wrong like we need more of that um i don't want to say graphic design but like the creative people who do uh that type of work um there's definitely an avenue for you to succeed in floorball so another sales pitch we're going to turn this into the sales pitch day um, yeah. If you have that type of experience, floorball wants you and needs you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. I, I like that one. I remember like your that final game was one of like the three games I was able to catch that weekend of USA Nationals, and I remember that goal because I was like, "What? Hold on, what just happened? Like, how <laughs> was he? Was he? Was that a line change? I thought you were coming <laughs> up the ball. To be honest with you, uh, the way <laughs> the way that worked out, but. No, that was actually a, a really nice – like, you're right. It was a pretty good goal. And then to get Adam and them to capture that is actually pretty pretty special because uh, as as an athlete myself, like, I'm always looking for those type of things for me, like, in my sport. So. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, uh, and the, you know, they, yeah, and they're, they're so good at their jobs. You know, Chris reached out to me because the first game of the tournament, I scored a hat trick. And it was against that same Chicago team that we played in the finals. So my first game at Nationals, I score a hat trick, and he goes – I don't think I caught any of your goals. I was down the other end. Like the first half, I was down your end. And then the second half, I was down their end. And he's like, I'm sorry. I didn't catch any of your goals. I'm like, dude, I don't care. You know, like it doesn't matter to me. The goals, they still count the same, you know, whether they're on video or not. (laughs) But it was cool to have, they had the live stream going, obviously. And that one, you know, they caught them all on the live stream. So it's just great. You know, I am a huge YouTube video for floorball to me, like, that's where it all started. I've watched more floorball. Probably the only person that in the States that has watched more is probably Jesse because he makes, you know, those crazy highlight videos. And I, I mean, I told him like, that's how I start my morning. I wake up, I go to his Facebook page and every clip is a cool video of something that nobody should be able to do with a floorball. Like, yeah. so that's the way to grow the sport, you know? And 
Yeah, I know anytime he takes some time off, I'm messaging him like, dude, get back in the game. You know, like, that's what we need. I know you don't think, you know, it, it impacts as many people as it does, but it does. It so, does. you know, sure. keep it going. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's good to – he's been back at it the last couple of days, which I'm yep. happy about. Gives yep. me some content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so uh, second last question here for you, Matt. Um, what's a four-ball story you have that you think the rest of the community should hear? And as a longtime listener, you should know the examples I've given. So I'm not going to give you yep. an example. I'm just going to let yeah. you answer. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's some great ones. So um, – just for me, this one, I, I know I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I'm all about the kids. And obviously it goes back to like my job and stuff. But, you know, at the Nationals, we did a camp for the USA Development Camp. And so we're okay. you know doing doing drills and all this kind of stuff. And again, it was in a really cool area of Birmingham, like right downtown where there, it was a warm up for the World Games next year. So it was in the exact venue where the world games are going to be held. They had this huge um, scoreboard put up, all this stuff. They had a professional flooring crew come in and like set up the rink. So we're out there, you know, in the stands and everything. We're out there playing and people were kind of coming in and out, just like checking it out because it's like, oh, what's going on downtown tonight? You know, so people were off the streets coming in and this guy comes in with his two kids and, you know, a ball goes out of play and, you know, the kid comes over, throws it back to me and I kind of just shoot it right back at him. And he throws it back over there, and I'm like, oh, get a stick, you know. So we, you know, pass back and forth a few times, and he's got his daughter there, and they, you know, pass back and forth, and they ask, you know, what team I'm playing for, and I tell them. So, you know, next day we start playing, and again, they show up. I see them on the side, you know, wave to them, say hi, and, you know, don't really see them much throughout because, you know, there's a lot of people in these venues throughout the day. So we play get done the tournament. I get home and I get a Facebook message from this guy, Jimmy Sampson is his name. And you know he's from Birmingham and he said, look, I just want you to know, I brought my kids out just to kind of see. And they were young, like four or five. And he's like, but you made such an impact on them just from, you know, showing them the ropes, kind of being nice to them that now they want to play. And he's like, and now I want to play. So I'm going to go get involved with the Birmingham group and he's reached out to me recently asking for tips. So it was a, a really cool pay it forward moment because I sent him the same videos that Tyler brush sent me when I was learning the game. So, you know, like, I know it's not like a crazy story, but just a way to, you know, paying it forward and just being nice to the next person, because you never know that that person might want to get involved just because, you know, again, he's a dad with two young kids. Well, the easiest way to get him involved is get the dad to start playing. I started playing hockey because my dad was into hockey. So, like, you know, if this dad becomes more of a floorball guy, then his kids are going to want to be floorball kids. So, yeah, it, it's again goes back to that. It was a really cool moment, especially coming off the high of, wow, we won nationals. I had a successful tournament. I had heard rumblings that I might make Team USA. And then, that message like stopped me in my tracks at the airport. And I was like, wow. You know, my mom texted me, you know, she saw it. I posted on Facebook and she's like, that made me cry. You know how nice that was. And I was like, I know, I know mom. All right. You know, it was, it was a cool (laughs) moment, but you know, it's, it's cool as a teacher to have those moments with, you know, kids, especially. Um, But for me, yeah. And you know, like just for like a lighter side one where I joked earlier that, 
um, I played for a team, Menlo Park, that has a heavy Euro, you know, accent or um, language. And after the first game, uh, we won and they were like not really happy. Right. And I was like, what's going on? But they're just like talking to each other in Swedish. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? Like what we won. Why are we not happy? Like what's happening? And someone's like, no, no, no. He's just saying that we played really sloppy. Like we won, but we won't win any more games. You know, if we continue to play like this and I'm like, all right, Hey, next time, like break it down in English before you guys do anything else. So it was funny being the only guy that speaks English, you know, only English on the team. <laughs> it's funny that, uh, I I've noticed you, you've met, you've got a lot of Swedes. I think we, I think you guys got all the Swedes and we got all the Finns up here. In Canada. <laughs> hey, hey, there's a lot nice. of, there's a lot of Finnish in our, like the, the Euros who do play over here are, are mostly Finnish. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, kind of cool that we got the two countries spread out over. Yeah. The two countries that you'd want. That's for sure. Ex- exactly. That's, that's just it. So last question of the day there for you, Matt, is uh, you've mentioned a couple of times that people have been reaching out to you. So if anybody's listening and they don't know how to reach out to you, how do they do that? Right. So um, I'm sure it'll be linked in you know, the description too, but yeah. Matt Nielsen, 89 uh, is my Instagram account. And, you know, anytime I post a video and I get a response, I'm good about responding. Same thing, Matt Nielsen on Facebook, uh, N-I-E-L-S-E-N. And it's I'll reach out to anybody. You can talk to me about anything or I can put you, you know, I, I'm now it's kind of funny. I will message Tyler and be like, hey, someone messaged me a question and I told them to message you. Sorry in advance. You know, like, and he he loves it. He doesn't care. Yeah. Um, so it's and it's the same thing, you know, in America, like Dan Toretta down in Texas has answered every question I have had. So, again, it goes back to that paying it forward. Um, people reach out, ask questions, but more along those lines of, you know, just reach out to somebody, get involved with the sport, get on a team at a tournament. There's always free agents at these you know, <laughs> tournaments. Next two weeks from now, we have the Golden Gate Cup and there's eight teams showing up and nice. you know, it'll be everyone you know, is great. So yeah, get involved any way you can. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming on here, Matt, and giving us so much of your time. Um, and uh, look forward to following you at Golden Gate there, because that'll be a good time. And then uh, hopefully we'll see you playing for TA in USA sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. And yeah, thanks again for coming on there, bud. Carl, thanks so much for having me. This was a blast. And I really appreciate you letting me take all this time. No, absolutely. And it's, uh, it's, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So thanks again. And, awesome. uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Take care. The snowball floorball podcast is a property and production of IBK events and consulting.